My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Super exciting interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on, Dr. Melissa Bird. You know, she has done amazing things and I'm so excited for this interview. She's a life coach, a lay preacher, uh, author and keynote speaker. She's also the host of the Finnis Vale podcast. Her purpose in this world is to teach women how to step into their, their truth and quit playing small. So super excited for today. Welcome on the show, Dr. Melissa. How is it going? Good. How are you? It's nice to see you. It's so good. I'm so pumped for today and thank you for coming on. Such a pleasure. You know, before we really jump on, do you mind just taking us back and telling us a bit about your, your, your background, your journey, how'd you get to where you are? Because I think you're kicking butt out there and it's incredible. So I just want to share it with our listeners as well. That's awesome. So I am Dr. Melissa Bird and I, um, I started my business in 2017 after I finished getting my PhD in social work. Uh, I have a master's degree and a PhD in social work. And I actually, my whole career was in lobbying and advocacy. So I was a professional lobbyist for um, years, uh, over a decade. I was a professional lobbyist. And I, when I decided to go back and get my PhD, um, I finished my PhD and I was, I did not want to go into academia. Like I knew that um, academia was just not for me. And so I actually went on a retreat with a coach to Scotland. And while I was in Scotland, we decided you should, uh, you should start your own business. And I have a background in social work. Like I, I'm a lobbyist. Like I don't have a background in business. <laughs> and I thought this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. But, you know, I have also been taught to listen to my intuition and run with things. And so I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? And, um, and one of the things I remember saying was, I am not going for a, to back to school or to get another certification. Like I have a PhD and my coach was so great. She's like, uh, you're a doctor. Like, I think you have the ability to be a life coach. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So when I started my business, I started it thinking I was going to help women find their voice so they can engage in advocacy because it was 2017 and there was a lot going on in the United States politically. And I thought, well, maybe I could use what I know to help women. And it, and it has evolved over time into what it is now. And uh, it's really beautiful. And I really love it so much. It's really fun. This is incredible. Now, you know, I know you touched on your journey, but do you mind just diving into like your, your business, where you're at exactly today within some of your um, services and how you offer them? Yeah. So, uh, my business is Dr. Melissa bird. I am, <laughs> I am my business. Um, and what I do is I am a life coach who also works mainly with people who have been harmed by Christianity. I'm a Christian witch. And so I have taken what I have learned about, uh, magic and witchcraft and also 
uh, preaching and the gospel. And I use that to help people heal and learn how to use their intuition. And I do that in a couple of different ways. I do typical one-on-one coaching with clients who want to do a really deep dive every week to work with me. I also have a really phenomenal group coaching program called the art of the graceful revolution that really helps, um, women learn how to heal their shame and wounding, learn how to listen to their intuition, and then learn how to connect to spirit so that they can go out and make a change in the world. And then I also do reading. So if someone doesn't want to do big, huge coaching with me, I do one-on-one, one-hour readings called Misfit Magic Hour. And they are readings where I do, I combine coaching and clairvoyance, and then I do a tarot reading. So they're a combination of coaching, clairvoyance, and tarot readings where, um, my client will come in with one or two issues that they really just need clarity about. And we coach around it for an hour using magic. And it's really amazing. That is so exciting. Oh, I love what you're doing. Tell me what your favorite part is. Like what part of the business is your favorite? What do you enjoy doing the most? There's two things that I love about my business. One of them is the speaking. So I actually do special events. I get hired to do public speaking. I get hired to be on stages all over the world. And I love I love that piece of taking the art of the graceful revolution and all of the things that I've learned as a coach and giving them to large groups of people. It's one of my most favorite things that I do. The other favorite thing, honestly, is Misfit Magic Hour. (laughs) Like there's something so spectacular about spending an hour with a person and bringing them to a space of clarity on something that sometimes they haven't been clear about for years. And so Sometimes people will come to me with something that's bothering them immediately, but sometimes I will get people who come to me who have really been wrestling with something for a long time and being able to give people that clarity is so, it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. And so I love it so much. No kidding. Oh, to have, when you can get that breakthrough with people and, and know that you're making a difference in their life, like probably the best feeling ever, right? Yeah. Love it. Love it. So tell me a little bit about, you know, um, I guess actually let's touch on your business and how being true to yourself or true to ourselves has really enhanced your business success and everything else. Do you mind touching on that? Oh, I'd love to. So when I, uh, first started coaching in 2017, um, you know, I had, I, everyone's like, you need a funnel. And I'm all, what the heck is a funnel? Like, I don't even know what, what language are you speaking? And I really, I became something I didn't want to be. I, I started playing this, this game of the coaching game, I will call it right. Like there is a way that the life coach industry presents itself out into the world. And I started to play that game and, and I didn't get the clients I wanted. I didn't get the, the people I wanted to connect with. And, um, what ended up happening is I learned that I wasn't being authentic to myself. And so I went through a major rebrand when I started my business, it was called bird girl industries. And then I made, went through a major rebrand and became natural born rebel. And that was amazing. Like that was like me authentically talking about my rebellious spirit to the world. Right. I really started to embrace who I am as this change maker in my community and someone who really helps people learn how to shift. 
But what was missing was that spiritual element because I was really afraid that if I talked about Christianity, all the witches would hate my guts. And if I talked about being a witch and a healer, then all of the Christians would hate my guts. But it is such an important, critical piece of who I am and the work I am meant to do with my clients. And so that authenticity in business is so important because if I would not have gone, okay, I just have to be me a hundred percent authentically Dr. Melissa Bird. And who is that in business? That is how I am, have stepped up into this next level. And what's so gorgeous about it is that it gives other people in business permission to be 100% authentically who they are, because we can't, there's billions of people in the world that we're meant to serve. We can't get to our people if we aren't 100% who we are at our core. And so we have to be clear on that, not be afraid of it. Like we have to put that front and center. That's how you make six plus figures is you're you. 100% authentically without question who you are. That's who you are. This is incredible. Now, when you did the funnels, um, I mean, and you weren't being fully yourself, um, when when did you get to that change? Like, was there challenges going from the funnels to being authentically you because of the fear of people getting mad or upset with you? Um, can you, can you dive in a little bit more about that? It was like about twelve might be something. It was like twelve months. Struggle in. with as well. Yeah, it was like twelve months in, and I was like, I need an assistant. Like, I have no idea yeah. what I'm. Doing. And it was the recognition that I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I know how to help people. I know how to ramp people up. I know how to speak. I'm an, I know how to write. I'm a writer. Like I know how to do all, I can post a blog like no other. I can write a social media post, but I don't understand how all of those things work together. And so I was like, I need a virtual assistant bad. (laughs) And knowing not to do, not to get stuck in spending 12 hours coming up with like, listen, my first sales funnel, I made it in Microsoft Word because I didn't know. I, I mean, I knew nothing. It was so bad. Right. And I, I'm like, oh, that's so tender now that I look back on it. But I knew I needed help with someone who could help me with that system that makes sales take place. And if I would right. not have asked for help, uh, from my first assistant who then transitioned me to my assistant that I have today, I would, there's no way I would be where I'm at. And that's really important. Like as business owners, we have to know how to ask for help because if we don't ask for help, we think we have to do all the things. And I can tell you right now, I, I cannot do all the things because I literally, not only do I not love it, but it keeps me from doing the work I'm put here on earth to do. And the work that I'm put here on earth to do that divine assignment that I have, that I carry is not to worry about how things are getting posted on Instagram and Facebook. I think it's so great that you touched on that because there are so many entrepreneurs out there that don't, just don't want to outsource, don't want to ask for the help, want to have it all on their plate, but it is impossible to scale unless you do like yourself, get an assistant, get some, because you're not going to have time to put your work into what you're really passionate about. You're going to be doing all those other jobs that you obviously have to get done, but don't have the time. Like you don't have the time to put it, put it where it's needed, you know, where the passion is. And we're contributing to the workforce. I mean, like 
when you know, when you run a small business, hire people. Important. hundred percent. Ah, I love it. So tell me a little bit about, you know, some of the biggest challenges you face within growing to six and multiple six figures. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you think might be relatable to the other people listening as well as they are entrepreneurs too? My biggest challenge was myself. So I can honestly say that believing in myself, knowing what my personal goals were. And I think this is particularly relevant in like service-based industries where we're like Mm -hmm. providing a service to other human beings. There's all this like make six figures and this is how you know you've succeeded. Like there's all these weird success plateaus. And Mm -hmm. I had to step back from all of that and go, okay, what's it going to look like for me? Like what, what, how am I going to know I have a successful business and how can I get out of my own way to know that? And so I set personal goals for myself, not the goals that everybody else said were, would be harbingers of my success. So I really had to get out of my own way and set my own personal financial goals. But the second thing I think was really, really important, honestly, was that every time a launch didn't go the way I wanted, or like I would, I would offer something to the world I would agonize and be like, why isn't anybody showing up instead of going, huh, I guess this just isn't right right now. It doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it irrelevant. How can I take all this great content that I've produced for the course I want to give to people and use it in other ways, right? How can I take my grand ideas and shift them to another space? And it was, it was amazing. Once I realized that I like, oh, it's not that I'm dumb. Or that I don't have anything to offer because that, you know, that seeps into your brain. Right. It was, it just wasn't the right time. And then the third thing is that imposter syndrome is a myth. Imposter syndrome is not real. We cannot be imposters of ourselves. We are born the way we are and we cannot, we cannot imitate ourselves. Imposter syndrome, literally a term created by academics to describe women and women of color in the workplace. It's not even relevant. And so if we could stop, I'm on like a mission to stop using that term imposter syndrome because we are not imposters of ourselves and our ideas are so valuable and so important because, and the reason we're given those ideas is so that we can put them out into the world and nobody's going to do it like me. There's only one Dr. No, Melissa Bird. There's, there's no one else. Yeah, there's no one else. And so if you are starting your business or you're agonizing in your business, also the greatest piece of advice I ever got was that if, you, if you've made it to year four and every year from the beginning to then you've doubled your income, then you have a successful business. And I can honestly say that from year one, year two, year three, year four, now I'm moving into six. Yeah. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Crazy. Doubled my income. And, and, you would so say that's biggest, how I know. and that's how you know it works. So the biggest tip would be be authentic, be yourself. Real. Don't let those fears in. Nope. Get rid of that imposter Incredible. syndrome. Ridiculous. <laughs> Love it. So tell me a little bit about the podcast. What were your intentions behind it? 
When did you start it? Where are you at? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love my podcast so much. It's called the thinnest veil. And, uh, I was not going to do a podcast. So for years I had been doing Facebook lives and I have a YouTube channel. Right. And I was like, I'm not doing a podcast. Like I was sort of like ferocious about not doing it. And it kept coming to me and it kept coming to me that I really needed to do one because I needed a place that could reach way more people to talk about how we bridge the divides between our spirit, who we are and our, our community as a whole, like, like how do we navigate the world from a space of healing and spirituality and connection instead of yelling at each other and fighting at each other all the time. And so the purpose of the thinnest veil is really to give people a place to be inspired, to hear my sermons, because I'm a lay preacher with our church here in, in Oregon, but not a lot of people have access to those. Right. And so to really right. help people understand how we can bridge this divide that lives within all of us because of what society says is important and what isn't important. And so my favorite part of my podcast, honestly, is all the messages I've gotten from people saying, I don't listen to podcasts, but I listen to yours. And I'm so glad I found this. I can't believe it's here. Like, thank you so much for saying what I've always wanted to say, but I've been too afraid to do it. And so I just started it this year. It just launched this year. And I, it is the most fun. I have to tell you, one of my favorite things about doing my podcast is that I just sit there and talk and I right. don't know about what I look like. <laughs> I know that's the best part. I love that about podcasting. I'm like, well, we're going to air the audio. So, I mean, if we do put it on YouTube afterwards, I'll have a, a regular shirt on, but I definitely have some pajama pants on. <laughs> I'm comfortable. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, you can use from any. Yes, you anywhere. It's great. And that you know <laughs> that's my someone, favorite. Someone messaged me and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna start a podcast, and what equipment to use, and this and that." And I was all, mm, "I use a twenty dollar microphone from Amazon, and I close my it's door." It's like so. <laughs> it's so simple. You don't need all this crazy podcasting equipment. Like and at all, want, <laughs> go for it. Like if you want exactly. it, exactly. But you, especially though, when starting off, you can. Go ahead. No, sorry, um, we're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited with podcasting, but if you're starting off, like don't worry about all of those expensive equipment and stuff. Just use what you have and just go with it. I mean, that stuff can come later if you want it, um, but it's not like it's not a necessity to start. I think the beauty of having a podcast is that the reach to other people is just so extraordinary and you just don't Do know you, who you're it. Right. Do you find that, you know, you make so many more connections all over the world opposed to if you didn't have the podcast, like is the podcast a hot lead magnet for you as well? I'm hoping it will be because we just started it. Oh, you just started, right. Mm-hmm. Not sure. But I'm hoping it will be like, I'm hoping that that is what the people listen and they hear it and they go, oh, I want more of that. I want more. Right. Of that. And I believe it right. will happen that way because it will. I think it's just how, how it works. I think a hundred percent, I think it will happen. No problem. And you just, the beauty in it is you just started and you're already having this feedback. Like 
it's a sign you're meant to have it. You know, you're supposed to have this podcast. You're speaking to people. So um, now with the podcasting, do you do interviews or just solo so far? I'm, I will be doing interviews because I love doing it. They're like my favorite thing, right? Because I was going to say you would be amazing at doing those interviews. So who are you thinking of bringing on as a guest? Oh my gosh. I have so many ideas. I really, I've tried to before, but I really want to interview Brene Brown really bad because she's a social worker and like she, we okay. both qualitative social work research. Right. And right. so uh, I really would love to have Brene Brown. And then my other dreamy guest um, is uh, Jen Hatmaker who um, has the podcast shifter spirits. Uh, no, not that's Slade Robertson. Um, Jen Hatmaker, um, her podcast. I love it so much. It's so fun. This, so what fun. was her podcast called again? Hold on. You can, you're going to have to edit this part. No <laughs> We're all good. Um, Cause I said the wrong thing. No problem. Uh, for the love. That's exciting. Oh, my and so do you think you're going to do like a mixture of podcast solo episodes and podcast interviews? And then um, how does that, okay. So how does the podcast tie into your business? Yeah. So I am hoping to do solo interviews and then, um, I mean, solo episodes and then interviews with people and, and intersperse them in seasons, right? Like I don't want it all to be right. one or the other. I really want it to be right. that we move. And make sure both. My, my big, the, the way I, the way I envision this being tied into my business is that I think, I think particularly in when we are looking for <clears throat> helpers to help us heal and transition. Um, we look for those voices that we really connect with and resonate with. And that's why I think the podcast is really going to be ideal for helping me connect to just the clients and the people I cannot reach because, you know, when you're doing just strictly social media marketing, or you're hoping people are signing up for your newsletter, you're reliant on those people seeing you in that algorithm. And I think the right. beauty of podcasting is, you know, we are set up by categories. And so the more people like and follow, like and subscribe, right? The more the categories are, they they open up to you. And I think that um, as long as I'm continuing to tell people, here's who I am, here's how you can work with me, here's where you go to do that. Um, I feel like podcasting is a really good avenue for that. Plus it's not just reliant on, we decided to use Anchor for, um, my podcast because it distributes to so many places. And I think that's also the beauty of the evolution of podcasting is that it used to be, you could get it in two places, right? right. You could get it on two platforms. And now we have all of these incredible platforms where you can get it too. And you can take little skips of it, uh, little scenes out of it and put it on like a, a shorter form, you know, and get it really out there. So you can just have all kinds of avenues to go with it. I think that's the beauty in it. Like there's just no other way to connect with the amount of people that you can connect with through without podcasting. It's just insane. So yep. Dr. Melissa Bird, I have another question. What would you say is your focus for 2023 with the podcast and the business? I know you already touched on what you want to do with interviews and solos, but is there any main big focus that you have in mind? My big year. focus for 2023 is 
I, I am hoping to get on as many stages as possible to talk about the art of the graceful revolution and how we change grief and loss into translational leadership. Like we need to take, we are grieving as a world right now. We are going through mm-hmm. so much transition because of the pandemic. So many things are shifting and changing in business and right. it, it, we're going through a grief process, but we're not owning that it's grief. And I want to help leaders and change agents and people who are doing work in their communities. I want to help. I want to get on stages and motivate people to learn how to, to stop avoiding grief and loss so that we can transcend into transformational leadership. That's going to change the lives of people in our communities. And so that's one of my biggest focuses for 2023 is getting on as many stages as possible to have conversations about the art of the graceful revolution, healing and grief. My other biggest uh, focus is selling out my group coaching program. I love that program so much and I do it twice a year um, in the, in the winter spring. So it starts in February and then I do another one in the fall and it each, um, each program has 20 people in it. And so I want to sell out those programs in 2023. What, uh, do you mind touching on the program and exactly what you do in it? Yeah. So I'm excited to hear more. It is an 18 week group coaching program for 20 women. And the first six weeks are, we heal, we cover healing, shame, and wounding and really dig into what's holding us back. The second six weeks are about Um, learning how to take inspired, intentional, intuitive action. So really learning how to listen to our intuition, to do things in our business and in our lives so that we're not just doing things over and over, expecting a different result. And then the last six weeks are really about learning how to take that healing and that intuitive practice and learning how to really focus it in on discernment and connection to our intuition so that we can literally spell casting is too simple of a way to put it, but really get exactly what it is we're looking for to do the right. next best in our lives. And then it also, uh, you get four one-on-one coaching sessions with me. So, so you get the one-on-one as well as the group coaching. Yep. Oh, that's good. That's good. And you do really it. Did you say you do that three times a year? Twice a year. Mm -hmm. Twice a year. Okay. That is exciting. Uh, Great. So your focus is on selling out for those two group coaching sessions for 20 women a year. Uh, 20 in each group. Yep. Twice a year. Wow. That's so exciting. Oh, this is great. Now, I wanted you to take the time before we, I know our episodes are short, but if there's anything else you want to add, talking about your business, talking about your journey, the podcast, if there's any last bits you'd like to just uh, share with our listeners and myself, um, now is your time. And um, I'd be happy to let you just drop in any last little bits. I just really want to encourage people when you, when you think, gosh, that would be a really great idea let it come to fruition. Let it tell itself what it wants you to be. If you, if you have a program that comes out of you, if you have an idea for a podcast that comes out of you, if you think 
gosh, I really want to write this book, write this thing, do this thing, do it. Don't, don't let it sit and fester inside of you and tell people about it. Talk about it. One of the biggest successes, many of the biggest successes in my life have come because I've talked about my ideas with other people. I think sometimes we think we've got to keep them in a little box and keep them all wrapped up and, and lovely. And when we talk to people about our ideas, they go, oh, I know this person and this person. And I think that would be great. And have you thought about doing this? And like, it allows you to really expand and give birth to all of your ideas. And that's really what being in business is all about. A hundred percent. I think when it scares you the most, that's the time you're supposed to jump, right? And just do it. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, well, Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time. Dr. Melissa Bird, thank you so much for taking the time to jump on as a guest on my show. What a pleasure having you. I'm super excited to see where this goes, especially the fact that you just started your podcast not that long ago. Super exciting. Yeah. So if there's, you know, anyone looking to connect with you that come off my show, what would be the best way to go ahead and uh, connect? The best way to connect with me is through my website at www.drmelissabird.com. And also you can find me on all the social media at bird, B-I-R-D, G-I-R-L, 1001, bird girl, 1001. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and would like to come on, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Melissa. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.